welcome to the On The Whistle podcast. I'm your host, Alistair Howard, and I am here in Rabat, Morocco, covering the Women's Africa Cup of Nations in 2022, which has gone off to a flyer, but it only gets better. Ahead of the tournament, I caught up with the 2018 editions, top scorer and player of the tournament, Tembi Khatlana of South Africa, to preview her tournament. Enjoy. Tembi, you're in camp now. You're in you're in sunny Morocco. It looks it looks glorious. You know how <laughs> how is the camp and you know what's the mood? How's the preparation going? Well, the camp is good. I mean, uh, we are in high spirits. We know uh, what it takes to play a tournament such as the Afcon. Um, you need to be more experienced. You know, you you need to always be in high spirits because it's a give and take tournament, especially if it's a double header where it's not just any tournament, but a tournament that will also help you to qualify for the World Cup. So you need a lot of concentration. Uh, you need the camp to be, you know, set up everything with, without things going wrong. Because I think if one thing goes wrong and then everyone else will, will also crumble. And I think uh, we've been preparing so well from South Africa and coming here into Morocco. Mm. And, you know, one thing I've been speaking to, you know, plenty of people who are, you know, playing from different countries and everything people say, the one thing that they say is that this tournament is different. You know, this, this AFCON is bigger, it's better, it's more competitive, it's more exciting. Do you feel that, you know, how, how different does it feel, you know, because it's been four years now since, since our last one, how different does it feel from Ghana or is it the same? No, it is exciting because number one, uh, we have, two teams added so that means uh, we are going to 12 teams uh, in the AFCON there's more time to play there's even quarterfinals you know it makes the tournament even exciting to see how teams will plan in into making it to the last stages of the tournament um, it's also exciting because it's summer <laughs> it's in Morocco and, and it's, it's warm you have majority of you know, the African girls playing in Europe. So for them to come back and, and give back to the national team and help them with the things that they've learned in their club, it's going to be crucial uh, to see also the level that they bring and, and the standard that they're going to make the AFCON. So it is an exciting one in, in, in those terms as well. Uh, we've seen that Morocco has also invested in women's football. Uh, their team has made huge progress. We also see... Uh, a lot of debutants coming in, you know, a lot of teams that used to play AFCON regularly are not here. So it shows you that women's football is, is growing in Africa. It's not only about, oh, I used to play AFCON, but it's more about the results and more about the federations that invest in their teams. And, and kind of, is there a sense for you, you know, you guys came so, so close in 2018, you know, as close as you can possibly get to winning the tournament, losing on penalties. But then, you know, you weren't able to play in 2020 because of because of COVID. Is there a sense of kind of almost frustration and anticipation? Because, you know, you unlike the men's, you, you've been denied that chance to play your AFCON and you've had to wait so long uh, to, for the next one. Is there is there a greater sense of anticipation and, and is there a sense of frustration that you maybe missed a chance to to win it in 2020? To be honest, I mean, with COVID, it was out of our control and we are happy that uh, this year we have played in the AFCON. Um, frustrations, 
I don't know, but I know that a lot of teams or a lot of players must have uh, lots of emotions in terms of wanting to play this tournament because now we even have, you know, more teams playing. So that means it's not going to be an easy one. So whoever's going to be playing this tournament want to give their best. Also, it's exciting because there's four tickets to go to the World Cup. So potentially four teams out of the 12 can can go to, to the World Cup and one has to play a playoff in Europe. So potentially five teams can can go and represent Africa at, at the World Cup next year in Australia and New Zealand. So, I mean, it couldn't be more exciting than this. Um, we know that women's football in Africa has has been making, uh, you know, progress slowly but surely. But I think the, the fact that there's four tickets to five tickets to go to the World Cup means that a lot of federations from now want to, you know, start investing in women's football because there's more opportunities for their teams to go play at a higher stage in women's football in the world. Yeah, absolutely. When I'm speaking to people, they're saying every time, every time there's a World Cup after an AFCON, suddenly the competition rises because everyone is desperate to get to that World Cup. I think it's great, great for the competition. I mean, you were talking about there have been improvements across Africa. We've seen that, you know, we see that even in Morocco, especially. But have you seen a difference and improvement even in the kind of Banyana setup since 2018 to now? I mean, you guys, you know, won the Aisha Buhari Cup. You've gone from strength to strength. But do you see that improvement and that quality and the professionalism? Has that changed since 2018? To be honest, progress is there. Um, it's... It's really slowly in South Africa. We're happy that there is a league, although it's not like professional, but we do have the, the first league that's running. I think it's been running for three seasons now. And we see that with having that league where teams and players are playing every single week in and week out really helps the team because we have a dynamic, we have a, a more you know diverse squad. We don't only have majority of the local base players we also have international players so when they come together it 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 gives the national team to have you know more strength than what it used to be and and have you seen any changes in terms of the support for banyana banyana i mean obviously you know bafana have struggled over the last years but banyana have been the opposite you guys have been going you know doing so well have you seen a change in that in terms of your support from south africa have south african fans been getting behind you guys yeah, I mean, in, in preparation for the qualifiers for Ofcon, we were playing in the same stadiums that the men used because uh, the president said that we, we need to play in bigger stadiums instead of small stadiums in preparation, not only for, for Ofcon because we play in better facilities, but in the World Cups as well. So we have to get used to that. So I think that's something that the federation has, you know, tried to help in, in terms of us getting used to playing in uh, bigger quality stadiums. Um, we've also had uh, a number of, you know, technical members coming in to help the national team. And that's something that we need to see, you know, more local people coming in to, to help the national team. Uh, even, even at junior levels, we also want to see a lot of those um, people coming in. We also have like uh, players that used to play before waking into the federation. So we see that not only do you play football, but there's an opportunity for you to also work in the federation to plow back what you have learned and all the experiences that you have. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to also then look at ahead of this tournament. I mean, it seems kind of miraculous, almost the fact that once again, your first match in your group is against <laughs> Nigeria, against the Super Falcons. It seems like this is the new, the newest ri rivalry on the continent, you know, every time 
you guys are, are butting heads. And, and now, you know, the last few years South Africa have come back, you know, you're, you're, you're starting to be able to beat them. You beat them in 2018 and in 2021. You know, when I was speaking to a, to a Nigerian journalist yesterday, she was saying, every time we play South Africa, I'm so nervous. It's the one, it's the one game that I'm nervous. It's the one game I'm not confident. You know, for you guys, do you feel that, you know, that sense of rivalry and how have you found it playing them so much over your career as, as a Banyana international? Yeah, over the years we've played, we've, we've played Nigeria and we know they've been uh, so dominant. But I think we are starting to step up to them now, you know, and, and challenging them a little bit because over the years, so they've, they've always had players playing in Europe. They've exploited, exported a lot of players to go in Europe. And now that we are not on the same level as them, but we still have a good number of, of our players playing in Europe. So I think it brings the, the level of intensity and the, the level of experience almost to the same level because if you have 60 to 70% of your starting lineup playing in Europe, you are guaranteed that they are healthy, they understand football, they understand tactics, uh, and they will, they'll help the national team to become better. So I think over, over the years, I think in the last four to five years, we've had a lot of players being exported to Europe, and that means that it, it helps the national team naturally. And we also have the league in South Africa that's been playing for over three years now. So that means the level of international players from South Africa and the players at, in South Africa is not so much. So when we come in together, it's just some few things that we, we, are, working, we are working on. And once we come together and understand the goal, it even makes us, makes us better. So I think, uh, yeah, the game against Nigeria, it is uh, a very good match, a very good clash. I mean... Those are some of the games that you want to play. You don't want to get into the final before you play those games. You, you know, want to test yourself against the best. And more so, Nigeria is still the best team in Africa. Um, and without any hesitation, uh, they also know that it's going to be difficult to play South Africa in that first match. Because I think in two and a half years, we are the only team to have won twice against them in head-to-head -head matches. So it shows that, you know, Going into the games as well, we, we're not scared. We, we, we're not scared anymore because we have the experiences that we need. So I think it's going to be, you know, a good match for the tournament, a good match for Africa as a continent. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Nigeria is still the team to beat. And I think, you know, even if even though they've you know struggled a bit over the last couple of years, there's no doubt that they're still the gold standard in terms of quality players. I mean, with that, you know, there's been a lot of talk about you guys and, and even some of the others like Morocco and Cameroon, you know, finally being able to put challenges up to Nigeria and, and compete. Do you, do you feel like that pressure is starting to build on, on you guys as South Africans? Or do you still feel, you know, we're the underdogs, this is Nigeria, they're the ones who have all the pressure on them? I mean, if, if you play with pressure, that's a, another burden on top. And I think we came to this tournament to enjoy ourselves. Um, the same way we did in 2018, we enjoyed ourselves and we got to the World Cup. So at the end of the day, the goal it is to qualify for the World Cup. But for us, it's just taking one, one game at a time. You know, we don't want to put all um, our eggs in one basket, you know. So it's better, you know, to always tread carefully, but with confidence. And, and I think that's what we're going to be doing this tournament, knowing that this is our goal and this is how we're going to get there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
you personally looking ahead of this tournament, obviously 2018 was stellar for yourself, you know, getting the player of the tournament, top scorer. You know, do you have any personal targets yourself going into the tournament? Yeah, I do. But I just don't like sharing my, my target with, with the media. I do, I do. Uh, and the, the reason why I don't like sharing the targets with the media is because I don't want to be a target. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day, I don't want people pointing fingers at me. I'm just a human being. I'm just a footballer. I, I want to play football. I, I enjoy playing football. So, I mean, at that, at that level, you, you do have targets. You do have things that you want to achieve. But the more, the more things that I want to achieve in this tournament is to help the national team qualify for back-to-back -back World Cups and to potentially leave the trophy at the end of the tournament. Mm. And, and kind of playing with that, I'm looking forward to, to seeing if you fulfill those targets, even if, even if we don't know what they are yet. Um, but I mean, for you going into this tournament, do you know, you know what role you're going to be playing in terms of the style of the team? And, and where, where do you like to see yourself mostly? Obviously, you play in the front. But, you know, do you want to be coming on through the middle or on, on the wings? You know, where do you want to see yourself kind of when you line up yeah, against Nigeria? To be honest, I don't think, I mean, that's up to me. Uh, it's it's what the team needs, it's where the coach thinks I'm going to be, you know, um, of good use for the team. So at the end of the day, sometimes you, you can be an attacking player, but then the coaches have also their plans because it's not about one specific player, but it's, it's a game plan and a game plan needs to be followed you know, so that things can work. So at the end of the day, it's not about what I want or what I prefer, but what the team needs. And I think that's also one of the goals or the targets that I've, I've set for myself, that I'm going to be available for what the team needs, you know, putting the needs of the team before before me. So if the coach is fit to play me wherever, I, would, I wouldn't have a problem because at the end of the day, that's what the team needs. And that's how we are going to use that strength of mind to get to where we want to be. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we, we've, we've had the coach on, Coach Desiree Ellis, on the podcast before. So, I mean, for those of you listening, please go back and listen to it. She has some amazing stories of what it was like for her playing, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s. You know, when, when you speak to people like her former players, Tembi, and you look, you know, at how different things are then to now, but also how much further we have to come, you know, how do you reflect on that uh, kind of her experience and players like her compared to yours? I mean, we are a generation of players with lots of, of opportunities and possibilities. Like I said, would have thought that in Africa would, would potentially have five teams to go to the World Cup. No one, you know. But in their era, it was difficult uh, to even get to the World Cup because there were limit limitations of who can get there and how you can get there. And back then, women's football was not what it is today in Africa. Back then, a lot of players were not exported to, to Europe. So you see all, all these possibilities of the era that, that we live in that, that helps us as players to, to improve our national teams and also the opportunities that come with playing for the national teams. Mm -hmm. and, and kind of we've alluded to it as well as that, you know, things have improved a lot in, in, in women's football in Africa and South Africa, but they still have a long way to go in terms of catching up with the men's and, and improving for you as a player right now, if there, you know, what would be the one thing you say, okay, this is the next thing that needs to happen in terms of women's football development? Yeah, I think we, we need to have a professional league. We, we need to have a professional league in South Africa and where women have equal opportunities as, as men, not only financially, uh, 
but you know playing on the same fields playing for the same teams getting incentives getting things that are going to help you to become better you know playing at the highest level every single day you know having the same competitions and clubs and you know publicity being thrown at women i think for me that's the next step because yes we can argue about finances the rest of the world is arguing about finances we won't get there but i mean there are a lot of things that are possible like professionalizing uh, the sport in south africa for women uh, you know making competitions and regularly qualifying for afcon so that we can get you know to world cups and to olympics that will bring a lot of attention and an attraction of sponsors and people just wanting to to help national teams not only in south africa but anywhere across across the world and across africa mm, absolutely i mean that's that's what we'd love to see i mean talking of of your coach we have to ask this question because she has come under some criticism over the last you know month in terms of team selection and we also saw you know former player Portia modise coming out and saying some comments that she's kind of writing off of Vera Paul's success prior to, to coach coach coming in. I mean, we've had her on this podcast, but as a player, how have you found it working with, you know, Desiree Ellis and how how has she kind of impacted your game individually? Yeah, I mean, Coach Des is an understanding coach and you do need someone to, to understand, uh, you know, if, if you don't have a coach that doesn't understand you on and off the pitch, it would be different. I mean, we're all human beings and we all have our pros and cons. We have things that we, we are strong at doing and we are not strong at doing. And I think she's really strong at making sure that the national team progresses in terms of how she changes the team and sees what's fit for the team. And and over the years, we can argue or not uh, that the team has been finding balance from how Vera left the team to now. Yes, there's a huge difference, but at the end of the day, she's a local coach and she understands how South African football should be played. And I think it couldn't have come better where South Africans uh, football players are playing overseas because now they also help her to make things easier in the national team because she has a lot of work to work with local based players more than being worried about international players. So, I mean, also knowing how to gel the two uh, the local players and the international players is something that she has been, you know, doing. And at this point, I think she has chosen the best team that is going to be needed to, you know, not prove a point, but to get the results that, that the team needs, which is first to qualify for back-to-back -back, uh, World Cups and to potentially win the outcome because we came short in, in 2018 and we, we can argue that we did play the best football that no one else in Africa thought we could play. And we are looking to set the standard even higher now because we have a lot of players playing in Europe. Mm -hmm. And in terms of setting and setting that standard, do you see your guys, you know, role both as football players, but you've also said, you know, you're at a very unique moment as, as women's football players in South Africa where you're, you know, you know, trailblazers in, in many ways, particularly those of you playing for some of the biggest, you know, big clubs in Europe, you know, the likes of Milan and Atletico Madrid and, and things like that. You know, if, you know, for those girls who are, you know, growing up in South Africa, who are wanting to play football, maybe you're going to be watching you guys, you know, in Morocco, you know, if, if you had to say something to them in terms as, as a message, what, what would you, what would you tell them? My message to those girls would be to follow their dreams. Back then it was difficult 
to motivate someone and say follow your dreams because mm. football was not something that looked possible for women footballers but today it's possible that's why i say if if you want to play football it's a dream go for it there's opportunities and no one should stop you and say no you're not allowed to play football you know but at the end of the day you also need to understand that because football is growing and women's football is growing there's a lot of people wanting to take advantage of women footballers in terms of being agents or saying oh no i i have an offer for you you can go there you can go there you know um that that is a, a huge weakness right now because women's football is growing and people are looking at taking advantage of that so before you could you know get yourself into anything find verification ask people uh look for opportunities also that are going to to put you in better situations than opportunities that are only going to take away from you but i will say that football is a dream and it's possible to live the dream amazing thanks so much thanks so much tembi that's that's kind of all i had in terms in terms of questions we really appreciate it um and thank you so much for for coming on i mean i i know courtney is is heartbroken not to be here because he, he you know he's a former psl winner with with manning rangers and and you know he was very very you know he, he was telling me the other day he was in amsterdam the day before you guys flew in um to play to play the netherlands and he was beating himself up so much because he wants to 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 kind of see banana banana and, and and kind of talk to you guys and so yeah so i'm sorry he's not here but I, you know i'll certainly pass on his regards and thank you so much for for speaking to us no problem thank you so much for having me mm -hmm.